last 14 months, we've had it pretty tough down here. Um, not so much myself, I'm more concerned about the people who work with me, my staff, supplies, the hotel. Yeah, they're really struggling uh, mentally and um, I guess financially. I think we just need to do better so we don't have to have these whole state lockdowns. Today on Dirty Linen, as Victoria is in the midst of a lockdown that we hope will only be five days long, we are heading to East Gippsland, far from any coronavirus cases, and to the very pretty town of Meetung, where we find David Strange, the owner of the Meetung Hotel. Welcome to Dirty Linen, David. Hi, good afternoon. So set the scene for us. What's it like in Meetung this week in lockdown number three? <laughs> yeah, lockdown number three. No, well, it's quiet. Um, it's a very nice day, actually. Um, we all went into lockdown on Friday night, as you know, and it's been mm, a very heartbreaking time. Yeah. I mean, East Gippsland has certainly been just a hit over and over again. Um, you know, a year ago, you know, there was just the very beginning of trying to recover from the terrible bushfires. Mm. And then, of course, it's, we've all been through the year we've had. Um, mm. Tell us uh, how you're feeling about the current situation. Um, yeah, you're right. The last 14 months, we've had it pretty tough down here. Um, not so much myself. I'm more concerned about the people who work with me, my staff, supplies, the hotel. And, um, yeah, they're really struggling uh, mentally and um, I guess financially, and it's not a very good, it's just, I think we just need to do better so we don't have to have these whole state lockdowns. Mm. Tell me a bit more about what you mean when you say people aren't doing well mentally and financially. Well, What are, what are some of the impacts? It's really, um, I mean, they've lost a lot of their income over the last 14 months, which is hard to bear. Some of them have gone through the bushfire, which they've lost things with. Um, income lost because of the COVID closure of, I think it was 12 weeks and another few after that. Um, some of them were on a job keeper, a lot weren't. And of course, these guys um, got a portion of their salaries, I guess, paid by the government. And a very stressful period for people, especially the young people who we employ a lot of. And this latest one, you know, just when they were sort of getting back on their feet, another hit in the nose and they're, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very worried about them all and that's why I put my little tweet on Twitter. Yeah, so do you want to just, because um, I, I did, yeah, I saw your tweet and that's what prompted me to reach out to you. Do you want to just yeah. tell people what you put out there? Oh, uh, well, look, I, I don't have very many followers, so I certainly didn't expect the response I got, but I just basically um, sent an open tweet calling on the Premier to, you know, let Gippsland open um, so we can employ people and people can make a living. You know, we're 350 kilometres from Melbourne. Uh, we've never had co a case of COVID down here. Uh, you know, why we're closed, I just don't know. Um, the Premier says he doesn't want it travelling down here by um, people, but, you know, we went through that last year and people didn't come. We had strategies in place and we worked all through it and never got a case, so... I just think it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction shutting down the whole state. I mean, it's certainly a big, it's a big one. And it really, I'm, you know, it, it hit me by surprise and I'm in the city, you know, only, a few, you know, a few kilometres from the outbreak. How did the news yeah. strike you? Was it just completely out of the blue? Oh, yes, totally out of the blue. 
But, you know, I think we're going to have a few of these outbreaks in uh, around Australia for the next 12 months. But, you know, if you look what New South Wales did with their outbreak at Coogee Beach, I think they had 11 people got it, I don't think. And, you know, they put a, a red line around an area, um, hard lockdown. They didn't lock down the Blue Mountains. They didn't lock down Wollongong or other places in the state. And they sorted through and got the problem fixed within a week or two. So, you know, I think the Premier needs to see that consult with New South Wales and see if he can do some things down here that um, keep the rest of the state open if there is a isolated case. I guess, you know, those those re- that ring fencing, I mean, people talked about the Northern Beaches when they had those cases, and I, I believe it was actually over 100 cases in the end, although a lot of those people were already quarantined when they became positive. But I guess, you know, what, what a lot of people said was that it was because it was quite a geographically isolated area and you were able to, you know, stop people coming over the bridge. Um, I, I suppose the, the way of keeping certain, you know, geographical areas of a community safe for relies on being able to do that ring fencing so tell us a little bit more about how you managed it because there was that period when there was you know the so-called ring of steel around Melbourne and you were only able to serve people that didn't have a um a metropolitan Melbourne postcode Mm. or residence when they're in country Victoria tell us about how you were able to manage that and ensure that you only did serve people um that were from rural areas we we're a member of the Australian Hotel Association and they've been very helpful in in giving us guidance as was a lot of pubs in the country and well the staff were fantastic at the pub. We had all our signage up. We are, they were diligent in what they did. They would ask people to show them their licence. Um, if they were in a postcode in Melbourne, they'll politely ask, you know, not to be served, to leave the venue, please. I mean, um, Mr Andrews had the um, ring of steel going, um, which I don't know if that how well that worked. But I think also people, I saw the customers were really well behaved. They really understood and they were trying to help. And we really didn't get many cases of people trying to smuggle in. I think there was one we got. Mm. Um, and that was a tradie who'd come up to do some work and he needed dinner and go home. Um, so it, it, people really lift their game to help with the problems. Yeah, yeah. I think there certainly was that feeling that we were, you know, we were all trying to do our bit for that long lockdown and nobody wanted to go well, everyone was really happy to sort of climb out of it bit by bit together, weren't they? And yeah. um, everyone sort of could see how high the stakes were. Absolutely. The customers were fantastic. They were very easygoing and they were very cooperative. You know, we sat them in special areas. We watched the numbers. You know, we had um, the pub set up. So for the um, social distancing and waiting in queues, we had table service. Um, we actually put in an app called Hungry Hungry so you could order at your table. You didn't have to. Um, stand in a queue to water or walk around unnecessarily. And we sat a lot of people outside too, which was mm. winter was cold, but people rugged up and they realised that's what they've got, we've got to do, you know. Yeah. I have to say it is a very beautiful spot you've got there. And, you know, if, you. There's, if there's an outdoor deck that you need to sit on, no matter how chilly it is, I reckon the Meetung Hotel is, is very beautiful looking over the water there and the sailboat. So it's, um, I think I was there... Yeah, well, I was probably there about a year ago doing an East Gippsland um, fire recovery story. And, um, yeah, it's just a really, really beautiful spot. Um, A lot of restaurateurs in Melbourne were talking about, you know, this is just 
the weekend that they lost, the trading weekend was such a tough one with um, Valentine's Day and also for many restaurants, Lunar New Year. Was this a really bad weekend for you guys to let go of? Um, well, you know, it's still summer, so every weekend's very busy for us. This is where we make our money to last us through the cold winter times. And, um, yeah, we were booked out on um, the Saturday and Sunday and Saturday and Sunday nights. So, yeah, we would have lost probably um, – we would have done 600 meals a day, so 1,200 meals plus um, liquor and drinks and what else. So, yeah, it was a big loss for us plus waste of food. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that's okay. We're a strong business. Um, I'm worried more about the staff who have lost wages and, you know, their um, – you know, it's a big issue for them. Some of them live week to week and they need their money. Yeah. I'd love to hear more um, about your staff because I know that in many, well, all over the state, people have had, have had trouble finding staff to get them through summer. And mm-hmm. I know that in country areas it's been um, a particular concern. How have you found it? Um, it's been very hard, but we've got um, we've got a good group. Um so, you know, kitchen qualified chefs are very, very difficult to get. Reason being the COVID, of course, um, a lot of transient chefs haven't come into the country from overseas who come over for their winter where they have no work to our summer. Um, getting people, we've been fine with bar staff and bistro staff, but really it's the qualified chefs are very, very difficult to get. Mm. So what can you do about that? Oh, gee, I don't know. Just hunt around, talk to people. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I've got some friends in the in the same sort of business in the area, and you know, they just can't get a chef, a chef and they're closing. Really? Um, it's a real problem, um, and it's only going to get uh, worse. Hospitality is growing in this country. People like going out, um, but we just don't have the qualified people to you know prepare our meals. I think, you know, one of the impacts that people have talked about is that it just means you can't offer so much on a menu or you can't be as creative as you might want to be. Do you think that's a risk? Um, Absolutely. In my business, it's more of a pub-style food or we are a bit quite more upmarket with our fresh fish. Um, So we probably don't need the restaurant um, five-star chefs who are very Mm, Yeah. So we may have a little advantage there, but yeah, it's just, you can't, it affects everything in your business. It's tough. It's, um, you know, and a lot of the chefs are leaving the industry. I know a few have gone elsewhere, um, especially after the fires. We, he, one guy lost his house and he just, um, you know, gave up on working uh, in the kitchen. You know, it's hard work. And when everyone else is on holidays, having a good time, you're in, sitting in the kitchen, you know, with a mask on um, cooking. It's a hard sell, isn't it? Yeah, very. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to look after them, pay them well and treat them well. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you you do care a lot about your staff. Can you tell me about breaking the news to them about the lockdown or were they just on, suddenly on the phone to you or were you all there together? Like what was what happened? Oh, no, everyone was um, everyone was had the TVs on in the pub watching it and at home and those who weren't at work, uh, the news was out you know, within 10 minutes. So everyone knew. Um, yeah, they're all disappointed. Mm. You know, they're going, Jesus, we've, we've had enough. Um, and, you know, I know we've got the virus and spreading and people sick and lives at, 
uh, can be seen at risk. But there's just got to be a better way than locking down the whole state for, you know, half a dozen people in sort of Coburg or wherever it is. Um, I think there's got to be a better way. And I think New South Wales is showing us that. And I just hope the government um, have spoken to them um, to learn how they do it. So we should do it here. And I'm worried it's going to happen again. Um, you know, before vaccines are finally rolled out in this country, which will take all year. Uh, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? And I think it it's about the confidence, isn't it, to plan trips and make bookings, especially for... Um, for regional visits, it's, um, yeah, it, every time there's a bit of a setback like this and you just think, well, are people really going to book their holidays? Are people going to have the confidence to take the time off work? Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a mental challenge as well as, as well as the practical challenge in the moment, isn't it, just as far as how things keep progressing? Oh, absolutely. Like I'd be confident to book a trip to Queensland and New South Wales, but I certainly wouldn't be confident to book a, a trip to Victoria. Um, Queensland, New South Wales will be on top of it, uh, and we're not. You know, mm. it's a last resort state lockdown. It shouldn't be a first resort. It should be a very last resort to contain the virus. In mm. my opinion. yeah, it's a really tricky one. I think it you know, yeah, because I mean, I guess you definitely don't want the virus to escape and get out into the whole state and I suppose that's the motivation between locking everyone down but it must seem like um, you're being punished for distant concerns. Well other states have done it I mean um, you know New South Wales and Queensland had their issues but they haven't locked the whole state down there may have been an occasion there but certainly not as much as Victoria's been locked down and um, you know people just aren't coping with it this is the third time call it fourth time after Gippsland fires you know, it, it happens again. I can't imagine what people are going to say or do or, you know, you know, in our area. Mm. Well, what are they saying and doing at the moment? Well, they're really upset and disappointed and stressed and, you know, um, a lot of our permanents will be okay. They'll get their full pay, but we have a lot of casuals and, you know, they've only worked two days this week rather than normally six days because we're open seven days a week. Um, they haven't got their penalty rates on the weekend, which they, you know, um, want because they need the money and they've got to pay their rent this week and they've got to fill their car up to come to work and they've got to pay their bills. And it must be very stressful for some of those people who look forward to their payday every week. They'll have to, you know, wear that responsibility. Yeah. That's a real blow for, um, yeah, people who, as you say, are, are relying on it every single shift to, um, yeah, just stay afloat. Absolutely. And, you know, they're trying to make up for their lost income of last year. So, you know, they've got a, a double banger there. Mm. And I, what I hope is they don't decide to move away from the area, which a lot have, um, especially after the fires, um, because that just then compounds the problems. Are there any of your suppliers that you're particularly concerned about, people that, um, yeah, you just haven't you haven't been able to sell to you this week? Oh, I think of them. I don't know if I'm worried about them. Like the lady who supplies all our fresh eggs, and we probably buy 30 dozen at least fresh eggs a week. Her hens are still laying, so I guess it, I don't know what happens to the eggs. And, you know, there's the um, man who delivers the ice. You know, people buy ice because it's hot summer for their drinks. He only has a you know, four-month period to make his money. 
he's not earning anything. There's, you know, van drivers delivering goods. It goes right down the train because pubs are the end of the retail line and, um, you know, the goods get consumed at our end, but there's so many people involved in the process to get it to us. Yeah, it's such an ecosystem, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And did you have to put food in the bin? Um, yes, we put a bit in. We gave quite a lot away to staff. Um, but we're revisiting that on Wednesday um, and to see what condition some of the other food is in. Uh, some will be okay, some won't. But we're just going to wait and see what it looks like um, tomorrow or Wednesday morning. I think one of the things that is often um, a complaint of hospitality operators is the speed at which decisions are made and we've talked about the closing, but what about the reopening? If um, if you're given the go-ahead, you know, okay, you can open tomorrow, What's how does that strike you? Like is it is it, is it hard to get those doors back open? Oh, absolutely. We have to it, – it, it's a full day's work for all the kitchen staff just to get back up and ready to run. Um, so – we have a, it was a full day after the close down. So a lot of staff came in on Saturday and, uh, you know, closed the pub down. It took most of the day, you know, and then to reopen it, it basically takes us maybe even a day and a half. And that's prepping all the food, getting the new food in, you know, we'll reopen on a reduced uh, menu because we just don't have the supplies ready from our, um, you know, fresh food suppliers because they don't know when we're going to be open and it'll take them a few days to get it in, sell it. Then we've got transport it here. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing. It's just not, you know, walk out to a media conference and say, all right, everything's closed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's really tough. And I think, you know, everyone in hospitality and I think especially in East Gippsland, the reserves are a bit depleted, aren't they, for just like rolling with all these punches? It is. And that's why I'm, I wish the Premier would sort of, um, you know, he says he relies on the science 100%. No, I don't disagree with that. And I'm sure he's trying to do the right thing. But I think he needs to rethink shutting the whole state down. I mean, I'm talking for East Gippsland. I'm sure there are people in my position, you know, in uh, you know, Warrnambool or other places throughout Australia, throughout Victoria um, who are thinking exactly the same as me as why they shut down for a few cases in Melbourne. Um, he should be, you know, if the if the cases are in Coburg, he should put the ringer still around Coburg and deal with it. Um, just as if, if we got them in Meetung and he came and shut Meetung down because the cases were here, I'd be supportive. But we don't have the cases here. We've never had the cases here and we're so far away. Yeah. Yep. It's really, it's really tough. Um and yeah, I really feel for your plight and for yeah all the people in your community, especially the staff that you're talking about. Yeah, um, to worry about. Yeah, so mm. let's assume that you can open. Uh, you're back open by the weekend. Yeah. Do you feel like you've got a a few good summery weeks to come? Yes, I do. Um, what is it? Mid February. Uh, March is always lovely down here. Um, no, we'll be okay. Uh, we just want to get back open and everyone wants to get back to work. Well, I'll hold it out like a little bit of a talisman for myself, some flathead tails and a nice cold pot of beer on the deck there. Um, okay. I sincerely wish you and everyone around you the best with getting through this, David. It's certainly been a, a big blow, but, yeah, all power to the Meetung Hotel and East Gippsland. In, well, as a whole. We're positive. We can't wait. 
and um, we'll be here to serve you all. And life's good, but we're just going through a rough patch. We'll be okay. <laughs> I Thanks. certainly hope so, and I, and I trust you will. Thanks so much for okay. having a chat today. Appreciate your time. Okay, bye-bye. See ya. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Weeds production.